Hey y'all, this is Vic and you are listening to another episode of the Black Chillerettes with Vic and Mai. We are so glad that y'all are back listening with us. It has been a journey over these past couple months and if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, we kind of get into that. But we're excited to be back with y'all because you are the real day ones and we really just love you. So we hope that you enjoy this episode. Subscribe to our Patreon if you are not and let's get into it. we're back we're here i feel like we're getting back into the swing of things again like oh my goodness we are okay we have a podcast three weeks in a row like we're on a schedule and guys we have a meeting (laughs) plan i mean well it's planned in our minds the time is not set but in our minds we have a meeting plan for this week so that we can like have more of a schedule and be more on top of our shit like wow wow it's giving it's giving all the things i'm excited i was about to say i was like what is it giving because I, I don't have the adjective i don't have the, the specific but it's giving, and that's okay it's giving like for the months that we've had it's giving wow the fact that we we're able to pull it's giving it routine and structure right. like how are we doing this exactly yeah, the fact I that we were that. able to pull something together after these months that we've endured and lived through in our personal lives like we did that um, Most definitely, it's giving structure, routine, and is. we're trying our best. Yes, so. it is. We're gonna change the name to yeah. our, of our podcast. Who we're trying our best? Uh, maybe a spinoff. Maybe some <laughs> spinoffs. Idea. You know, we'll see. A little spinoff. <laughs> yeah. um, How are you doing this week? I'm doing. I'm doing well. I have vacation coming up. Um, I'm going to yes. Disney this next week, so I'm very excited. So basically, this entire week, I'm just like trying to get through work and these people um i work in customer service for anyone who didn't know i work remote in customer service right now and it's really not it for me um and so i like try as we were talking about routine and structure i've been trying to since i started back working i've been trying to have a morning routine and all those things so that i can get in my zen place in the mornings whether that's a workout whether that's journaling whether that's prayer and meditation a sound bath just kidding i don't have no i don't have no them bowls and stuff but i was um, gonna say you got them bowls you go i got them bowls but i do have a couple like breast cancer (laughs) friends who have them and are always inviting me to their virtual ones so hopefully at some point i can attend one but um and in person but anyways um also the fact that i like have breast cancer friends now is just still so wild to me but anyways um so I try to get in my little zen in the morning so that mm-hmm. I, I can log on to work knowing that I'm going to be annoyed at the first customer who decides to get attitude with me. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the battle that I fight every day at my job. I'm sure that most people who work a job that they don't care for, it, that is the battle every day of just trying to remain a, a cordial, nice um person pleasant person when everyone and everything around you is annoying you and irritating you but on the horizon is disney world family time vacation vacation stitch Um, princess tiana oh my god are you going to you're obviously going to take a picture with princess tiana i you know what i don't be waiting in them lines like if there's a oh, line, wait, they have lines. Yeah, like if there's a line, I'm not going to wait. Like if if you open, they don't her, got like a. They no. don't got like a. No. I've been marginalized by right. having Absolutely breast not. cancer kind of line where you get to cut in front. Right. Like we can't make a wish exactly. our way to the front of the line exactly. or nothing. No. no. Okay. No. 
trash. I know. I so hate that for I you. Don't, I don't be taking pictures with them characters because, oops, there's a bug in here, um, because I don't like to be waiting in line. Granted, Who got time the, yeah, f- the entire no, Disney to, to go stand next to a different right. actor right. when you're also an actor? Right. Like, hello? The entire Disney experience is waiting in line. So, like, when I wait in line, I want to, like, have a fun time at the end of the line and not just, like, be talking to someone who can't actually really talk to me as themselves because they are a character. Because um, they're legally contracted to be somebody right. else. So <laughs> You can't even go up to Princess Tiana and be like, hey, girl, right. how you doing? Like, I know it's hot as hell in here. Exactly. You can't even have that moment. No, even if I knew her, um, you know, I'd have to. But I don't, I don't know her. But anyway. Play the game. So, yeah, that's what's how. What's your, like, what are you most excited about for Disney? Like, what's um, your just, ideal Disney experience? I just love Disney. My family's a big Disney family. We go quite often. So this will be the first oh. time in... Maybe, I mean, definitely since pre-pandemic that we've been to Disney as a family. Um, I've been a bunch of times without my family in the past couple of years, but I feel like it's been a couple of years that we've, since we've been as a family. So that part, I'm very excited about. And what did I say about my mama calling me? I told y'all she was going to call me. You know what? We're just going to keep it rolling. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Hey, I'm good. I'm recording right now. Can I call you back after? Okay, when you come in, just be a little quiet. Tell her I say hey. Kayla says hi. She said hi. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. All right. Love you. Okay, bye. I told you my mom was going to call me. I knew it because she's in the city and she always, every time she goes to the city, she'd be like, I'm going to come home before traffic starts knowing that she's not and then and she then waits she until don't after. make it and then she calls you right while she's in traffic yeah, yeah. well now she's waiting i'm sure traffic's like done now so she always she either has to come home before the traffic starts or after it ends so now it's seven o'clock and oh. she's like oh traffic's done like let me go home now um so anyways that's my mother um so that's my disney <laughs> trip very excited about that how was your week um, you know, it was pretty chaotic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like, especially today, I've just been going, going, going. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I guess I didn't really say anything on social media, so no one probably knows this. Mm-hmm. But I currently am like rocking my way through a very mysterious ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Initially, like the doctors thought it was an autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were looking at, like, I was getting tested for lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, mm-hmm. um, thyroid issues, gout, all kinds of stuff. Um, and the nurse, bless her, so she was taught when she was drawing my blood, mm-hmm. and I'm very good at getting my blood drawn, uh-huh. right? I like to pick out my veins. I know which veins are best, okay. and yeah. I know which ones, like, pop. So I can always be like, it's actually this one on the right arm, or you could try this one, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, Because I had a mom who worked in the medical field, and obviously I studied pre-nursing and was in Mm -hmm. the medical field myself for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So the girl gets really excited about this, like, this vein that's very prominent on my arm, but it's in a not very, like, it's not in a place that's really good to draw blood from. It's towards the side, closer to my elbow. But she wanted to try it. And I was like, you know what, girl? I'm going to trust you on this one. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you have this. Mm -hmm. She was like, oh, I just love drawing blood. Like, it makes me so excited. Mm -hmm. I really like figuring out what veins are best. And she was like, this one's perfect. And I was like, okay, if you say you can do it, go off. Right. Why did she, she blew my vein, bro. Oh, no. 
And so thankfully, like the bruise, like I don't bruise very easily. Mm-hmm. And thankfully the bruise has started easing up, but it was down like half oh. my arm. <laughs> and it was dark. It looked like something had gone wrong. It looked like I had gone through dial- dialysis. Yeah which causes really terrible bruising when they're trying to get, you know, access to your veins when they can't, when you don't have good blood circulation. Um, And so thankfully the test is, the test is, the tests Mm -hmm. uh, came back clear. So I don't have an autoimmune disease, but we still really can't figure out what in the world has been causing my ankle to be in so much pain Mm -hmm. and the persistent swelling. It's been swollen for over two weeks now. And my left one also swells up randomly. And I didn't fall. I didn't twist it. I had been running pretty frequently. I was doing about four miles a day, Mm -hmm. five days a week. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can barely walk for extended periods of time now. So I went to New York for a work trip Mm -hmm. with BAC. We ran an incredibly successful arts in action festival this weekend. That went so, so well. Mm -hmm. And I'm the community engagement associate, obviously, for BAC, but Mm -hmm. also helped our producer kind of organize and run the event on the day of, as well as facilitated a whole workshop for the theater of change methodology that I teach with BAC at Columbia Law School. Mm -hmm. I mean, the day was giving. And obviously, all of our homies were there. Like, Mm -hmm. it was so good to be back in New York with the homies, even if we were working like 16 and a half hour days. For 40, you know, like on Saturday and then another 16 and a half hour day Mm -hmm. on Sunday. Like it was worth it. And the whole goal of the day was to pair art and advocacy in a space with those who are directly impacted by the, you know, carceral justice system Mm -hmm. and amplify their work, the organizations that they're a part of and get them paired up with organizations that can support, uplift, and amplify their messages. Mm-hmm. And there was, it was just fucking dope. Good. <laughs> Stressful. Yeah. Plenty went crazy. Yeah. And obviously I was on my feet for all day Saturday and Sunday, even with my swollen ankle. Right. Um, but we pulled it off. I got an x-ray on my way out of New York and uh-huh. it looks like there's no, there's no fracture. Okay. Um, I just need physical therapy mm-hmm. for the other injury that I never got physical therapy for because workers comp mm-hmm. from my last show mm-hmm. has been absolutely heinous. Yeah. Um, so they think I have tendonitis. There might be something wrong with the tendons in my ankle, which as a dancer, mm-hmm. you know, is common. Yeah. But um, yeah, this it was like oh, it's been a whirlwind of a week because yeah. I got on a plane on Friday at like ten a.m. Mm-hmm. Got to New York at like eleven forty-five p.m. Got to my friend's house at one a.m. Got yeah. up at nine a.m. on Saturday. Work, 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 work. Prepping for the festival all day long. Then got up at five a.m. on Sunday. Work, 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 work. Doing the the festival all the way until like eleven p.m. So. Wow. I'm happy to be back in California. Um, And I think the only thing on my mind right now is Max turns 30 on the 6th of August. And my parents, I think my parents' 30th wedding anniversary is also this, it's on the 3rd of August. So 
Those are the only things I'm looking at. Trying to plan a cute little trip for Max. I made a whole Canva proposal with my ideas for his birthday. So I'm chilling. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. It's been been a week for both of us. It's been a week. We need naps. It's time for you to go on vacation. And it's time for me to spend at least two weeks straight in Long Beach without having to leave. Right. Exactly. God damn. Exactly. Okay. Uh, so how are you feeling about this week's episode? Like, what, what were you excited to see? Um, or what were you looking week, forward to this week? I think I knew that they were going to have to start to make some changes and start to make some sure. decisions. And we're going to have to start splitting these men's up. Um, so mm-hmm. that's kind of what I was, like, waiting for. Um, that's the biggest thing. I feel like there was nothing that I was, like... I mean, I, I, we knew that we were getting the wedding bridal shoot, you know, photo shoot. Right. Moment. We so knew we were going to see Franco we de la Costa because who else was going exactly. to be in charge? So that was a, that's like the only fun moment of the show. I feel like this this week, <laughs> this episode uh, was kind of miserable, yeah. but like also chaotic and fun at the same time. Right. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think you're right. I think the thing I was looking forward to was figuring out how they were going to adjust the format mm-hmm. because there clearly was no interest both on the contestants part, like the, the two bachelorettes, Rachel and Gabby, mm-hmm. like they don't want to be put in positions where they are pursuing an open relationship with a shared group of men. Right. It's not for them. It's not the kind of relationship they don't want. And it's definitely not an opportunity that ABC wants to take in exploring the nuances of different styles of relationship mm-hmm. and exploring sexuality um, and romance in that way. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we keep having this edit where Rachel is constantly being shown talking about how she wants her own individualized experience mm-hmm. to the point where I, and I don't know where the stats stand for bachelor data this episode. Mm-hmm. I guess I could look it up, but within the first two weeks of episodes, Rachel by far had way more screen time than Gabby. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like in a, like strange strangely like why is she getting so much screen time kind of way i was like this isn't going to work unless they adjust the 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 format right because it's just gonna look like she's you know getting favorite uh uh, they're playing favorites right and she's you know being shown favoritism so um i think i was looking forward to figuring out because i i know they i knew they were going to split them obviously Mm -hmm. But I didn't know what the format would look like right. or how that would impact the process. Right. So yeah. that was definitely fun to see how that shit rolled out. And it's also always fun to see your predictions come to light. Like, yeah. n- not me saying, wow, they're going to have a huge group date at SoFi Stadium mm-hmm. with all of the men and shit's going to go awry. And that's exactly what happened. Yes. What? That is exactly Who what happened. Who am I? I Right. Um, Yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot. So I feel like we um, I feel like we start the episode with, you know, that basically that with these guys kind of talking about, okay, who do I like? Like, who am I here for? All them. You know, there's a lot of like, oh, who gave you this rose? Who gave you your rose last week? That don't matter. Who gave me the rose last week? Um, And. Basically, the guys kind of saying most of them are 
pretty much at this point, at the beginning of the episode, I feel like a lot of them are saying that they don't know who they're here for yet. Like, they're still trying to figure it out. And then somewhere within this episode, they're all like, they've made the decision and they're sticking by it, you know? Which is interesting because, like, I feel like they've been here long enough mm-hmm. that I, I guess we've realized they some of them still haven't really, either they haven't been shown having any conversations with the Bachelorette, yeah. either of them, or some of them really haven't spent much time at all with either Bachelorette, which makes it understandable that they're not really sure who they're here for, but also kind of defeats the purpose of them pursuing, like, they're saying they don't know who they're here for, but also aren't actively pursuing either girl. Right, like, especially Termaine. Termaine talking about, I feel like I have a connection with Gabby, but I still gotta give... When you said that, I was like, did I miss something? (laughs) I think you know you ain't talked to that woman now but one time so exactly and I will say I will say it will get me into a conspiracy theater uh, conspiracy theater that's our new theater troupe we're gonna start conspiracy theater discord channels uh, on our patreon but a conspiracy theory that I have where I think some of the men were asked to turn down Rachel's rose Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, no, you didn't have a connection, uh, more of a connection with this person. Yeah. But you thought you had some semblance of safety. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a whole thing. I'll get into it at the, the end. But I think you have a really good point because I was like, what are why, why do we still have so many dudes? Yeah. How are we going to consolidate? Right. How are we going to consolidate for efficiency so that we can get the most out of the season? Right. And um they they start getting into it as soon as we hit the episode they do i also will say um after we hear the guys talking about it we basically hear rachel and gabby talking about it gabby first on the balcony you know drinking her coffee and our our forced tribunal but you know what i this is like this is very um surface level but it's something that once again, I feel as though we don't see as much kind of in the same way that we talked about last week, seeing them cook, seeing the men cook in the house. We don't see that. Um, yeah. We rarely get to see the bachelorettes without makeup on. Um, yes. Right when they wake up. And we see that quite a bit. We do. Yes. We see that quite a bit. And even even when it's, you know, like uh, beach dates or something like it's full beat, it's blah, blah, blah. But it was very much y'all just woke up and are sitting on your balcony as you do on vacation or something when you're having your um, introspective moments. And I really appreciated that. I really appreciated just getting to see them in their bare bones. You know, this is my face. Get into it. So, yeah, I really appreciated the. This was one of those forced tribunals that I feel were set up in such a way where we could actually see them kind of genuinely communicating Uh with each other, even though obviously it's pre-staged. We've got Gabby sitting in position so that, you know, Rachel can come out and be like, first thing in the morning, wake up. Right. But they're really in conversation with each other about figuring out how this process Uh can move forward. Uh And they're doing it in such a way that's preparing the girls to make that decision to split the guys. I think this decision has definitely been made pre pre this episode mm-hmm. i think production already had set yeah early on 
even before filming potentially Mm -hmm. that Gabby and Rachel would eventually split the guys up based on the two groups that they wanted to pursue. Mm -hmm. Um, And Gabby and Rachel just have to kind of set up the storyline for that to feel like it's, it's um, ostentatiously going Mm -hmm. to happen. Right. But it was cool to see them kind of just in communication first thing in the morning. You know, almost like being on an extended girls trip and you just kind of wake up in the Airbnb to have that conversation with your homie. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And they want to know, like, you know, where does everyone stand? Mm -hmm. It's like we need guys to start making decisions on who is here for who. And there are so many, I, I believe, Gabby says there's so many middle ground boys mm-hmm. who are like, I don't know if I'm here for one or the other, or right. I don't have a preference, or I'm still pursuing right. options with both of you. Uh-huh. And that we're not here for that. We're not here to play these games. We're not here for you guys Correct. to like figure out where you want to slang your dick first. Right. Let us know exactly. if you're actively interested in pursuing mm-hmm. us so that we can really work on our relationship together right. and make time for it. Right. Otherwise, we're just wasting everyone's time. Correct. Correct. So, yeah, and that, speaking of, I guess not even speaking of wasting everyone's time, but they're ready to get on these dates. They're, you know, Jesse comes they in. They are. This episode was very, like, date, date, yes. date, date, date. Yes. Jesse does come in. You're right. Come in, he's talking about, you know, what did he say? Something like, things are about to change. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm making things up. I don't know. Anyway, Jesse gives That was the dramatic. other thing. I was like, yes, he did say that. He was like, things are going to change this week. And it's like, bro. Are you trying to... You're spoiling it. Right. Now I know that you're planning all of this. Exactly, exactly. So the first date is for Rachel. And Mm -hmm. uh, Rachel gives her date card to Zach. And Zach... She does. Zach was someone who I wasn't really checking for. Um, I also had never heard him speak. So when he did speak, I was quite shocked at the depth, the bass in his voice. (laughs) I was like, oh. The bass in like, his voice, really yeah. out here talking deep. Um, deep as in <laughs> pitch, not like as in substance. Um, but, yeah, Zach gets the date, and I really was okay with it. I was like, I'm not really, I feel like out of Rachel's guys, I'm not really attached to any of them yet. So I'm just like, sure, let's just keep seeing who's out there. Yeah. Um, so I think Zach was all a good I really choice. know is that guys like Rachel. So right, it was cool to be like, okay, Zach could work. He's also he's in my my final few. Right, so. love that. Yes, I'm just like this is this episode felt like the real week one. Right, I'm not even gonna lie. Correct. Like even Correct. the rose ceremony, mm-hmm. like all of it felt like this is actually night. Even the the group date. Right, this feels like it's actually night one. That's a good point. Week one with mm-hmm. these these dates where we can actually take people seriously and start figuring out who is honing in on who. Right. Um, and I, I don't know why I reacted this way, but when I saw Karamo, <laughs> I like got goosebumps. I got, I got so excited. My notes say yes, Karamo. So high. I almost teared up and I was right. like, what's going on? And look, we are aware Karamo has a very, very, very specific story mm-hmm. and history and reality television right. um, from his days on Real World, mm-hmm. but also is currently one of the hosts on um, 
Queer Eye, mm-hmm. and We Love, We Live, yes. also as an author. Yes. I love that when Ra- uh, Rachel came in, she was like, oh, I love Karama so much. He's mm-hmm. in, and she starts giving her, like, His bachelor resume, spiel yeah. that she was told. And he was like, baby girl, you do not got to do that. Right. Let's just She's get like, on with this. Go. And I'm like, you better be here for your check. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. We love Karama. And we love a Queer Eye crossover. Go ahead. And Zach is getting his... Um, He's getting the princess date. Oh, he's he getting is. the this you're right. He essentially the, the But yeah. The Rachel Kirkanell date. Right. Essentially. You're right. This that is this date. And that's happening. Kirkanell, Kokano, what's right. her name? That's so funny. I was watching Daily Pop today and Lonnie said the same thing. She said, Rachel something. Um <laughs> I love Lonnie Love. <laughs> Lonnie, if you're listening. Come be a guest. LOL. Hey, girl. <laughs> She'll be like, or actually, have us on Daily Pop. Right, give me on Daily um, Pop. Excuse me. I'm very well I've been on E! News. I've been on E! News before, and they Period. did like me. Yes, so. exactly. Um, so, Gabby's... Not Gabby. Rachel, on this date, her dress is cute. I'm into it. Um, but... Oh, really? I thought it was... I think... Okay, this is the thing that I... And I don't want to get, like... I don't... In me saying this, I hope it's not coming across as, like, insensitive or whatever, but I feel as though Rachel has the most, like, regular human natural body that we have seen out of any Bachelorette. Now, that I agree with. She's petite in such a way that she's she's got got legs, hips, and thighs. Yes, yes. Hips. And so she... um, body she, right i didn't finish i don't want the people to be like okay it's, it's done that joke is over um uh, i still think it's funny i put it on my story today um but <laughs> but i think that's why i like the dress because it was i feel as though it wasn't typical for a bachelorette dress it was like here's this crazy okay. pattern but it's also tight yeah. and cute so you could see her curves but it was giving fun it wasn't giving like it wasn't giving we're going to movie premiere. You know, it was giving like I'm just going That's on a, fair. I'm just going on a fun day with this guy, whatever. I thrifted this dress. And I do cute. like the style of the dress because uh-huh. she has a similar dress in green that I really okay. liked. Yeah. And also I don't know if it's because I'm personally adverse to print mm-hmm. that's not flannel. Sure. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody knows me, I spend most of my days in graphic tees that are like double XLs mm-hmm. and like pants that are way too big for me Mm -hmm. that I stole from my father so when I saw it I was like what in the hell is this (laughs) Tory Burch ass wallpaper print I mean I would never wear it but for her but she looked so good she looked great in it I was just like (laughs) I was like Carrie Carrie why did you make her put this on or if Carrie if it wasn't your decision then (laughs) Rachel why did you put this on but it did you're right it It, was very flattering for her. her also now that makes me think of yeah Wow, how far have we come since uh, Katie, what's her name, season where the fashions were just terrible? Heinous. I have, this is, yeah. I like this is kind of the first she didn't look like she had gotten the outfit from Kmart. Like her right. outfit didn't look Kmart right. adjacent. No. That's why I said Tory Burch. You right. know what I'm saying? Exactly. exactly. Like it looked like it cost at least $60 right. at Macy's. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, here for that fashion moment. Um, so, or not fashion moment, depending on what, what you, how you feel. Um, so basically Karamo is kind of telling them, I mean, they have like, you know, little talks. How do you feel? How did you know that, you know, you wanted to be with Rachel or, or were you, are you still thinking about Gabby? Blah, blah, blah. Zach's kind of like, 
No, I ain't checking for Gabby. I knew the moment that me and Rachel yes. talked, we had a connection, this, that, and the other. Rachel says, she's like, you know a good answer, all this. And then cr- she says that so much. <laughs> she does. Also, I'm I'm crying because they were in, it was supposed to be kind of like a spa date. Like, I don't know if you check their little, um, their little, um, what's it called? The, the feet. The feet were in. A, a bathtub but it kind of looked like they were in looked, but they looked like the vomit buckets right, from, the, from the, hospital. the hospital from the hospital i was like not y'all putting them in what we didn't need that we didn't and, need that. just let them like, sit there at the very least they could have done something and like their feet were just in and, a soap yeah you know what i mean it wasn't like they were getting legitimate no, pedicures or no. anything like that I would be like, they were I in the vomit this. buckets from the hospital they poured maybe some epsom salt right. from cvs down the street over in Beverly Hills. And um, I imagine the water won't even warm. No. Probably lukewarm at best. Yes. They could have at least, like, maybe some, f- like, flower some petals, flower some petals, potpourri. Some bath You know, some potpourri. Something. A little something. Give it some bubbles, it some fizzy. Pink, nasty hospital bedpans that y'all had y'all feet <laughs> <in>. <laughs> They literally had their feet in bedpans, they big did. dog. They and Karama really over here talking about, like, so, you know, how do you know whether or not she's the one? It's like, bro, no, what? No, we don't. Poo-poo. Um. Yeah, like, at least, or maybe even giving them some mas- hand right, massages, something. a little. Can I get you? I was, it was dumb it for was sure. Dumb. <laughs> um, but I just dumb. liked watching Karama because I'm like, does Karamo even know Rachel like that for real? I know. Was he really talking about us ever you since know? last season? I loved her. And I love her so much. Like, oh. She deserves this. She really deserves to find love. And I'm like, maybe he was obsessed with her on the season and reached out to her via right. DMs. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe someone who works on his style team styled her for an event. I don't know. I don't know. But, but it face. seems like they were trying to pass on like a legitimate connection of friendship uh-huh. there. Which, of course, could just be fake. And, right. you know, exactly. they do Y'all it for five the, the cameras. True. Exactly. Um, um, but he says that they're going to do a... I'm already laughing. They're going to... <laughs> wait, no. Okay. <clears throat> I got to say this series. Karamo says that he has gotten them invited to an exclusive Hollywood movie premiere. Yes. Yes. An exclusive... Hollywood movie premiere and they're there essentially having their day portion of the date to pick out the best outfit so that they can walk their first red red carpet carpet together. And now when they said that I was so fucking suspicious. I was so suspicious and also it's just the the way that they just kept pushing it. Later on, they call it a special VIP event. Um, and I'm like, yeah. y'all ain't And going I'm over nowhere. here, like, I'm trying to backtrack to when I know, like, you know, when we know they were filming. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what fucking movies were coming right. out None. back in, like, March I mean, and were, April? They like, weren't going to them, you know? I'm like, are they about to be at the Chinese theater? Shoot, I'm not even going to front, bro. I was like, wait, are they... Like, are they... Because they're filming during awards season. Mm -hmm. So there aren't a bunch of Hollywood premieres happening, period. Um, So I was like... I was like, when did King Richard premiere again? Okay, what movie premiered after that? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like a Netflix Netflix movie premiere. I don't... Yeah, no, they weren't I was trying so hard. Movie premiere. And 
after the princess date. And even the outfits that they were mm-hmm. trying on for the pre- I was like, there's no way they're going to an actual movie no. premiere. No. There's no way that they're putting that. Although Zach's suit banged. Yeah. I don't know why the fuck they put Rachel in that. Green something. Green highlighter. Light bright. Lisa Frank ass. Sequined dress. That was not fair. And I'm glad they put that fluffy. Carrie, good job for putting that fluffy thing on top of it. Because it was a horrible outfit. not cute. It didn't even fit. It didn't even fit. And... (laughs) I'm, I'm still laughing over it. And then it um, it still gets, you know, with, with also this also got me. They pull up. They show the limo pulling up. And Hollywood Boulevard is empty. I said, empty. <laughs> and it's at the El Capitan the Theater. El Capitan. I said, wow, wow, wow. I said, y'all really cute about Hollywood, Hollywood Boulevard for this. Um, and they didn't, their movie poster, they didn't even no. use Canva to they make the movie Canva. poster. They didn't have no sponsors on there. They didn't have nothing. I was like, wow, I'm embarrassed for y'all. Like, I'm really. The photographers oh, were fake, ter- which now that terrible. confused me. <laughs> I have, I am blessed to say I've done enough red carpet events uh-huh. now where I could tell what a press line actually looks like. Sure. And. Maybe though they're all actually photographers, uh-huh. but I don't think no, so. I, think the, I don't think so at all. Extras hired for the day. They were hired extras hired for the day right. because that exuberance. Yeah, no. 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 Even when you're the star of the right. movie, they're and not they, like. And that's the other thing. Hello. The only there, you know, like nobody else is coming. Nobody's and you like, see this move, like. Move. <laughs> you know. There's this bystander standing on the sidewalk, just kind of like uh-huh. looking over to be right. like, "Who is that?" What's going on. Oh, it really. And the movie is called Me and me You. Me and You. It really had me cackled. So, you know, they get in there. Ain't nobody in there um, in the theater. It's just them. But I will say, like, as they were going into the theater, you know what the, the whole fake ass paparazzi line made me think huh. of? Preparing them potentially, right? Mm-hmm. But definitely preparing preparing them, if not as a couple, as individuals, Mm -hmm. even though Rachel technically has gone through this process already, Mm -hmm. for all of the Bachelor Nation, like, press tour invites to events. Like, I'm sure Zach's going to be invited to a couple red carpet events. Rachel obviously has done her fair share. They're going to, like, I was like, at the very least, they're going to know how to. Exactly. Yes, they got a little, this is their media training. (laughs) This is their media training. As they go into the theater, yeah. Oh, it was... it was Because you know Bachelor people, alums, contestants, they be getting invited they to all do. kinds of shit they ain't got no business exactly. being at. Exactly. They be at the the re, the grand reopening of Phantom of the Opera, and I'd right. be over here like, what? Exactly. Didn't I worked on that show? Exactly. How the fuck am I not exactly. invited? Exactly that. Um, but this movie that they're going to see, you and me, me and you, whatever, um... <laughs> They show up. Ain't nobody in the theater. It's just them. They got a little popcorn, whatever. Um, the curtain. There's a note from Karamo. Karamo, you know what? It's, it's, written in the handwriting of a twelve-year-old. Exactly. Um, or maybe a kindergarten teacher yeah. was more oh, okay. Okay. more accurate because it was very neat, yeah. but it was that big bubble block letter oh. kind of stuff. I hope this is the beginning of your love story, love Karamo. Karamo, and the curtain rises. <laughs> 
we see Mr. Piano Man. I don't remember his name. Matt something. Matt White. I, Matt White. Yeah. I knew I should have written it down because I was like, yes, we got to support our artists. Um, Matt White is playing a, a cute little number on the piano. And the movie is home videos. America's Funniest Home it's Videos. It's an iMovie. Yes. It's an iMovie. Y'all made that. Exactly. On iMovie. Y'all didn't even do yes. Premiere Pro. Um, and <laughs> sometimes it'd be like that. Listen, some of my self-tapes be given iMovie and some of them be given Premiere Pro. And I'm, and I'm not even going front. Some of my self-tapes give neither and <laughs> just be recorded straight off the phone and uploaded to Google Drive. Right. That too. That too. Um, so it's so we have a little Microsoft videos. PowerPoint presentation. Right. It's yes. giving very much wedding day PowerPoint. Exactly that. Um, so we see Rachel's childhood. We see Zach. She was cute. She was cute. She looks now after seeing that. I'm I'm like, oh, Rachel has kind of a baby face, you know, because she her face looks the same. She does. Her face looks the same. Yeah. All, from when she was 16 to her old she is now. Um, yeah. And we see Zach's family, and Zach gets, you know, a little emotional hearing his mom talk. Mm-hmm. And I personally, I, I mean, I guess I could not cry if I like knew some terrible like shit about you. I don't know, but um, but so I still can't watch a grown man cry over his mother without getting emotional. What? Like, no, I oh, no, I, okay. I, I like it. Like, it, it make I'd be like, ooh, I get you. Ooh. Feeling something, um, cause just <laughs> seeing grown men be like, "That's my mama though." Like, my mama, I love my mama. Like, that's the one. I love my mama. Like, you know, like okay. Just, well, whoever's listening, me. Victoria needs a mama's boy. Just, just as a heads up. I mean, not necessarily mama boy, but like you gotta. I mean, actually, that's actually funny. <laughs> At least love your mama. True, but then, which also brings us to which we'll talk about later with Gabby. I actually had something like that in my hinge profile yes i'm on hinge it's trash um but anyways about you know wanting someone who has a good relationship with their family and somebody i didn't match back with them so i'm sorry to that man if you're listening um but basically he said you know well sometimes family relationships are complicated though and i was like you know what sir you are right um, so I need to allow space for that as well. And I, I feel like I do, but in just in reading sure. and putting that in my profile, like that could be triggering for someone like that man or someone like Gabby to be like, Ooh, well, good relationship yeah. with family. I don't is, have that, you know, and that's and actually that, a huge deep seated fear. Exactly. Of mine, sure. And you don't want to ever make people feel less than, so anyways, all that to say, you don't have to be a mama's boy, but you know, just someone who has some type of connection. You do enjoy seeing that connection. I do. Sure. I do. So anyways, that's what, that's what I appreciated about, about. about and I that. loved what his mom said was, uh-huh. um, you know, I think she said, take chances, but stay true to yourself. And uh-huh. I was like, that's really specific mm-hmm. and sweet. Right. I yeah. really enjoy hearing her say that because I like, even without context, Take chances, but stay true to yourself. Allow mm-hmm. room for like you to just be who you are as a person. And I do feel like while part of me was kind of trying to read Zach a lot, so I was like, I can't tell if he's coming off as awkward yeah. or if he's just like uncomfortable around all of these millions of cameras. Mm-hmm. Like there's, this is such an outrageous situation and circumstance for uh-huh. him to be in. Uh-huh. 
But I do feel like we saw a real human being in Zach I think, I on agree. this date. He didn't yeah. try to put on. It didn't feel like he was trying to say all of these sticky lines right. or anything like that, I, um, yeah. which made his awkwardness actually really natural. Because it, it seemed like it was more like, no, it's just I've never been on reality TV mm-hmm. before. And I also really like this right. girl. Even in his two cameras, you could and, tell he was like, I don't really have the words because I am kind of overwhelmed yes. for like, how I'm feeling in this situation. Sure, it's super hyper-romanticized, but he's like, no, but I'm actually feeling things, and I think I need to process that for myself before I just say it to the camera. So I'm just going to, like, stop talking and take some deep breaths. Um, So I did appreciate that. Yeah. Which I, I, I loved seeing that because every time I was like, why doesn't he, why isn't he talking? It's like, bro, because he's freaking nervous. Right. And he's like, he has no words. And it was really cool, I feel like, to see the both of them look so awestruck the whole time. Uh-huh. I feel like Gabby's jaw was on the ground the right. whole time, which was very cute to see that joy, even if it's like, even if it was fake, you right. know? Like, I really enjoyed um, seeing such astonishment like this was this like very specific intimate thing that was created just for them even if it was you know albeit corny yeah um yeah i think rachel is very good at playing this game Mm -hmm. when it comes to giving production what they need but also caught her at moments where she was really surprised with the connection that she and zach did have Uh And even hearing from her mom saying, you know, I barely even got you back home and you immediately had to go. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I know that the next time I see you, someone will have captured your heart. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, that is so, so sweet. It was Um, very sweet. I'm, I'm even though it was dumb, it was dumb. <laughs> it was so dumb and hyper romanticized. Like, but said, sweet, but, but sweet, <laughs> you know, I'm sure that if I was in that situation too, I'd be like, Oh, you know, like this oh, is so cute. I, we both used to watch planes with our dads. Like, okay, let's get married. That now. was very interesting. You know? Yeah. You know? That was super interesting. I mean, when I go home to Max's parents' house and uh-huh. they had their kitchen table, there's like, it's a table and then there's a glass pane that's on top of it. And uh-huh. they've lifted up the glass panes. So they put all of their family photos uh-huh. in it. Yeah. So it's just a whole bunch of photographs uh-huh. of them over the years. And like every time I sit at that table, I discover something new. I'm yeah. always like oddly emotional yeah. because looking back at the intimate portions of someone who you're romantically invested right. in's life is like really, really vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I got to hand them to it. They, they, the cornier the better on this one apparently it, right it got them to connect on that like that story where he was like my daddy used to go to random airports now when he started the story bro uh-huh. when he started the story i was like now what the hell <laughs> do you mean yo daddy used to stop at miscellaneous airports right. no matter where y'all what because how many airports you live next right. to <laughs> exactly normally people live you know unless you're in california there are quite a few but um, normally people live like within a stone's throw of one, uh-huh. maybe two, right. give or take a 45 minute drive. Yeah. But the, I don't know. I just, when right. he started the story, I was like, dang, your daddy loved aeroplanes right. Y'all was going to, all to the point that he just, he used to drive out of his way right. to go to an airport and y'all would just sit and watch the planes. Right. I grew up doing that because I live my parents live not even five minutes away from an airport. Airport, so uh-huh. like, 
that's like the norm for yeah. and it's also pretty common for military kids right. too mm-hmm. but when he said that like i was like oh that's really specific because rachel obviously is a pilot and loves what she does yeah 100%. and hearing her be like stop like that shock was i was like okay y'all better right. relate Bound on a very unexpected like emotional yeah yeah that's the energy he's a hometowner yeah, for sure for i told sure. you for sure a hometowner um so they yeah. have a great date um of course he gets the rose and from there we kind of you know are (laughs) i was gonna say shifting to gabby's day but that's not really what happens but we basically in the middle of their date we see gabby you know (laughs) going over to the guy's house because she's like i mean they ain't trying so i'm just gonna literally put myself in front of them in hopes that somebody will try to make form some type of connection now i will say i think that if i mean i don't know part of me is kind of thinking so when gabby showed up were the guys trying to not make it into a date situation and not be like hey can i steal you for a second so that it didn't feel competitive or were they really as Gabby was saying and how it was portrayed, were they really not giving the effort? Because I could kind of see both. I can kind of see both of like, oh, she's here. Am I supposed, like, I want to go talk to her one-on-one, but am I allowed to? I mean, I'm sure they're not like, they could have asked. I'm sure they could have asked their producer, whatever, who can I go take right. her right now? Um, that sounded aggressive. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, but I wonder if, if that's if that was their thought process of like oh this isn't a date so we're all just supposed to kind of hang out and have it be low key and chill and throw the football or was it really I, men are just clueless and don't actually know anything it i think it's well the be, latter yeah, it could very well be that as because well. What the fuck are you doing? You're right. sitting in this house all day long. You already know Zach is on a date. Right. And some of you know that you like Gabby. And you're telling me this beautiful girl walks in looking, looking fine like she do. Right. Looking real cute. Just to hang out with y'all. And y'all know, those of you who are aware of how the show operates, like, you know this does not happen. Right. It doesn't. Exactly. And you're telling me, like, y'all are going to... Fumble the proverbial football mm-hmm. and just throw a fucking football around. Right. Like that's that's it. You don't want to be like, yo, you want to go dip your feet in the pool right, with me for a little exactly. bit, or like, can I get you something to you drink? Want a tea, or, you want some? You want to go take a actually, walk? Actually, like all of that. Like something, something from somebody. Yeah. I was like, whoa, this is not. I did not enjoy that. I did not like watching Gabby yeah. go through that. No, I. I'm a ride or die for Gabby. Yeah. Now that is something that this episode did teach me, uh-huh. especially this this moment. Right. Because, yeah, I just I think she is she is what everybody she is what Katie from that other season yeah. thought she was. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like she's just a real human being Truly. who doesn't fit right. the so-called standard right. for even a bachelorette. Even to the she point where is that. Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say she's that nigga. That's right, all. Exactly. <laughs> Even to the point where, you know, like we talked about, you know, typical bachelorettes and their look and all of that. She, the amount of times, yeah. and I'm here for it, but I'm just going to say the amount of times that that woman's hair has been so frizzy and she still be looking great and she don't care. And mm-hmm. she like, my, what about she's my so hair? She's so 
She uh, like, I don't, I'm not about to do my hair every single moment. She's just a beautiful person right. Y'all gonna inside be and out. Me. Sometimes my hair be looking frizzy, out of place, whatever, and that's what it's going to be. And, and I be cussing like crazy. Exactly. And exactly. I don't know how to stop. Right. I'm not trying <laughs> like, to stop. She, you know. She's a person, bro. She is. She is. And I love her. Yeah, she she um, is definitely growing on me more and more. Like like you said, it's I'm really, you know. And nothing against, nothing against racial, racial at it's, all. It's, it's I just have a very, right. like, it's a, I feel my love for Gabby mm-hmm. in the pit of my belly. Right. You know? Just feel more seen, um, you know. We just, I personally yes. just feel more seen when I see I feel her like, on television. Yes. Than when I feel when I see Rachel on television and while Rachel, I do believe is still trying to be authentic and genuine to herself. It, it sometimes does feel a little bit more fabricated and a little bit more like putting on and a, presentational, yeah, you know, putting yes. on a show, the cameras are on and I have to be on as Tarzan said later, he has on and more on, um, you know, like that's just how I feel with Gabby. So I just had to look up her birthday. She was born January 2nd. What's that Capricorn? I think so. I don't really know. I usually, my mom was a Capricorn. I usually don't get along with them because we're so similar. Hmm. Yeah. Because I'm a Sagittarius. Hmm. And we usually butt heads. Hmm. Either way, I love you, Gabby. We do love Gabby. Um, so basically, um, she And leaves. I did not, I feel like the, yeah, the, she, <laughs> she leaves. Left. She's like, I don't want to play football anymore. Right. And no, none of y'all are talking. She to, said, Quincy, she said, why are you over here talking? Your shirt is nice, nigga. Right. But why are you over here talking about your shirt, shirt and that you got Mexico. it in Mexico at a what? This is. <laughs> she said, I don't want to no. play anymore. I didn't want to play to start. I said, exactly. It's that, that was funny. Energy. I was like, fair. It's that energy. Fair, fair. Like, why are we out here playing um, football? So and she goes to production. She's like, take me back to my house. Cause what the fuck? <laughs> right. She said, somebody give me in this car. Um, so I, she, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. I just, as she went home, that to camera moment, that ITM that she had mm-hmm. where she was like, I deserve to be loved, yeah. but do I deserve to be loved by people that the people that I want to be loved by? Mm-hmm. Oh, baby. I was like, my God, same, bro. That is is something that I have had to work through in therapy. And honestly, not currently in therapy because broke is a bitch, Mm -hmm. but could stand to go back to therapy to continue working on that because it's something that I really struggle with. Yeah. I'm sure that we'll get more into this when we talk about her date, which I think we'll probably be talking about next. But anyways, um... Yeah. is basically once again in in like the nicest most well-wishing most wanting to be supportive of someone's full self if y'all knew that Gabby that, that Gabby was going to be coming on as the bachelorette and there was going to be all these talks about family and about being loved and if y'all knew that you know Gabby had those feelings about herself Y'all could have put her. Y'all could have got her in therapy. Y'all could have got her in ther- a therapist before y'all started filming this season, and also while filming. Well, this is my thing. They have they have to legally have somebody on set at all times. They have to have a a person that is a psychiatrist mm-hmm. on set. Only reason I know this is because I've I worked in mental health care yeah. prior to filming King Richard, and the assumption when I had to like leave my job. Mm-hmm. They asked if I was going to be a mental health advocate 
uh, to work with a psychiatrist on the set of a film. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, (laughs) I'm going to go be in the movie. Uh Um, But that's a common job that people will leave for. And I believe reality television shows, at least for the most part, I would hope that The Bachelor has one. Or I think, I wonder if it's been confirmed that they have one. They have to have someone on staff. They have to. Like, legally. Yeah. In order to make sure that their contracts stand when not taking liability Mm -hmm. for shit. Right. And even if they don't have one, they have to give you the option to access one if you need somebody to talk to in process. Yeah. Because I I appreciate... Because you're right. She needs it. She needs it. And I appreciate her being able to be vulnerable in process. But I'm also of the mindset that, you know what? I definitely see that this is an issue for you and that like this is very deep and what's not going to solve it is talking to America about it on this reality TV show and and I damn want- sure not talking to these boo boo ass right. producers um, and I really want wellness and wholeness and healing for you and your heart and your relationships and your relationship with your mother and all those things so once again like I'm sure we'll get more into that but um but that was a thought that I had watching this I also this episode. wanted to be for a show that loves to take advan- uh, advantage and trauma porn uh-huh. their way through things, yeah. I would love to see an opportunity where they focus on the mental health of exactly. their contestants mm-hmm. and like their, their leads. I feel like that's a really beautiful opportunity because clearly Gabby is somebody who has been to or is ca- actively in therapy. Right. She she be sound like she be like and you know what I I I've identified that this is a core fear of mine mm-hmm. and I can trace that it's from here and I really want to figure out how to heal through it but it's really hard to do it in real time. Yeah. She talks through this shit and I was like now she know what she's talking about yeah. and she know the kind of healing that she wants to pursue. Uh-huh. How can we make room for it to happen? Right. It's like you know we're bearing witness to her in this experience so. Hearing her, you know, kind of have that breakdown in that ITM hurt my little heart because right. I felt very seen. I felt like I could relate to her, mm-hmm. especially as we've talked about what it's been like to deal with rejection mm-hmm. for being othered by the people that we have romantic interest in, right. for the way we look, the way we act, for our skin color, mm-hmm. for how we've been raised, all of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And so it was cool to see that story, even though it was being told by a white woman. Right. <laughs> it was cool to be able to see that story be told by a white woman I'm not used to seeing, mm-hmm. at the very least. Exactly. Um, exactly. And... Uh, yeah, she was like, I don't know if I have the capacity to keep doing this week after week. And I was like, bitch, I would have said that on day one because right. I'm with you. Right. Which felt like, I was like, oh, now I feel like they're building the momentum for her grandfather to be brought in. Right, exactly. Which they did. Because uh, it was like, it's going to take the right person to know how to, to, to love me. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I will say that when she said that, there was, I think that we, we didn't see her saying that. We heard it, but the Ooh, the camera was on Eric. I will say Ooh, the camera was on. Wait a so minute. So I don't know if it's because he's Not getting you super the sleuthing. Or if because he's the one, he's the special person that's going to love her. I don't know. Um, dun, 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 dun. So we'll see. But yes, Gabby's date is coming up. And Eric gets the one-on-one. Them dudes was How do you feel about Eric getting the one-on-one? Um, 
I mean, fine. I, why? Because you maybe think Mario or something because he got the the first impression or? No, not mm. at all. I, Honestly, I was like, why can't Nate have the next right. one? <laughs> right. We wish. Um, I, f- I felt fine about it. I figured. Sure. I figured it. It was probably going to be white man. <laughs> um, That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So Eric gets the one-on-one, and basically, Gabby. I don't even know how she introduces her grandpa, but she comes. She comes into the house. She looks so uh-huh. cute. She got her little pigtails half yeah, up, half down. She does look so cute. And yeah. she got her her little limp plumper overline uh-huh. lips moving. Yeah. I'm like, you look so good, girl. Uh-huh. And she sits down with the dudes. Um, and we hear like in the background, it's like, will he be able to accept me for me? Mm-hmm. And Alec is sitting next to her and he's like, okay, well, the card says three's a crowd. So oh, who's right, right, the right, third? Right. Uh-huh. And... Um, she like kind of is very vague i guess about it right until her grandfather walks in and it's like well i think y'all know who the hell this is yes um and his and her grandpa's like what's goody with y'all he is that man is a character he is a character he needs a spinoff he is funny He's one of those like older white men Uh that you know you go to your your white friend's wedding yeah and you're like a part of the bridal party uh-huh. and the the father of the bride just adores you or uh-huh. like the grandmother of the bride right. just is obsessed with like there's this just this white elder yeah. family member that's like oh my god you are just too cute uh-huh. you are so funny you are so articulate for a black girl uh-huh. and you are look at all that hair on your head right. exactly. that's who grandpa reminds me of i love him yeah i i do love grandpa he does have that just like pure older white man ain't got no filter blah 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 because there are different probably was like a little racist once upon a time right. or was like fully a civil rights act exactly. like it's got to be exactly. one or the other yeah. yeah i'm hoping it's it's the latter because even even if he the was latter. you know in, in the past hopefully he's you know change all that um so yeah so grandpa joe's about to go on this date and they get in a little jeep start on a little drive which also had me thinking like did rate i mean i don't know how far away this place is but i'm like did they really make Rachel drive that whole way? No, they can't, right? Yeah, because they're not driving that far. I think the house where the guys are staying, like I was saying uh-huh. last episode, just based off of where the helipad took off from the yeah. girls, where the girls are staying, I think they were driving from like Malibu at most because there's a Bolero mm-hmm. in Malibu. Yeah. Um, and wherever they did that sound bath, I don't think was that far. Okay. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they drove like 10 minutes to the sound. Yeah bath kind of situation and then maybe they were even given a ride to the bowling alley but right. i don't think it was yeah, that's like was i'm talking 15 okay, 20 yeah. minutes actually like, y'all had to drive like our cast party was also at a bolero so like there's always one that's a stone's throw away yeah yeah okay i was just wondering i was like was she driving there, a whole like 45 minutes that whole um yeah but yeah i so, thought it was funny though that um as they're driving, they do, like, these moments back with the guys at the house, like, holy shit. Like, they're going uh-huh. on a date with her grandpa. Uh-huh. Nate says, and I quote, meeting a family member this early is unprecedented. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, this wording and this language, one, sounds like you watch The Bachelor yeah. and The Bachelorette. Yeah. Two, obviously, it's come out that he's friends with certain people that have been on The Bachelor 
before. Mm. Three may or may not have been, I think, Pilot Pete, bro. Oh, really? Oh, well, yeah, because yeah. it wasn't Pilot Pete a Chicago guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I think pi- Pilot Pete, and pr- potentially, I, I always get this white man mixed up, so forgive me if I'm wrong, it might be Blake Hortzman. Oh, That I he's know. also cool maybe. with. Maybe. Blake's not a Chicago guy, but maybe. I know, but I think he, like, didn't Blake and Pilot Pete, they, they were kind of cool, right? Weren't they? I no? So. I might get, I think I'm getting my white people mixed That's up, but I know Pilot Pete, I believe, is one of them okay. that Nate is friends with. So I think he's been around the culture of The Bachelor sure. of the Bachelorette for an extended period of time and also understands the language of the yeah. game. Uh-huh. Which would really support the producers giving him a good arc. Yeah. Because that means he's going to be more willing to work with them. Because right. he knows what's going on. Right. Especially when he said unprecedented, I was like, you sound like Chris Harrison, baby. Unprecedented. I'm kind of... I'm, what is this? Yeah. I'm, I'm still kind of triggered from that word after hearing it for so much, so much over the past several years with this pandemonium absolutely um but yeah so they go to their sound bath and it's a nice moment honestly yeah i'm i'm wishing i was on that date because it was just a nice i love us we had a sound bath at the festival this weekend it was so nice so beautiful Uh, setting your intentions you know gabby once again was giving us truth and vulnerability and you could kind of see eric checking like oh that's how you feel okay let me make sure that i'm you know being supportive for what you need. Um, Eric sets his intentions. Grandpa John has fallen asleep. Is asleep. <laughs> because same. Whenever we used to do act uh, the Alexander technique uh-huh. in school, bitch, I'd be not. Right. He said, I'm intentions who? My intention is to sleep. Y'all got me out here. Lay the fuck down. Right. The hell? What are we doing? This woo woo ass. Right. She said. He said. I thought. Y'all and you said hear he was from Grand- <laughs> <laughs> And you hear from Grandpa John and his like little ITM when he's like, you know, I thought it was a very interesting experience, and that's always what my daddy say yeah. after he sees a show that I'm in. Right. We're just like, I thought it was very interesting. It's like, first of all, I saw you You sleeping in the audience, bro. I heard you snore. Um, But he was like, you know, at this age, any new experience is a great one. I don't need to duplicate it. But it was good that I did it this one time. Heard. Understood. Understood, Grandpa. I was like, I got you. I love him. He is so funny. And the only thing we really hear from Eric between them getting in the car to the end of that part of the date is him in his ITM saying, you know, it's definitely not natural going on a date, your first mm-hmm. date with the, the girl's grandfather, but I'm excited to see where the day goes. Right. Yeah. Uh, but we don't really hear from like, no, do we even hear his intention? We, we did hear his intention. Um, okay. but yeah, we don't hear them. Like there's no interacting between any of them it's all very outward communication outward um, got it okay so we don't get that until we get to bowling and we get to bowling we pick up somebody grandma miss um, julie <laughs> she definitely she had do you think she's I hope union she got a good check i really hope she got i literally wrote that in my notes i said i hope grandma got a good i check. think she is a sag union yes, actor i think she got absolutely. paid a good guest star check for this episode absolutely. i hope she better put that on her resume she was like what did he say he was like i'm grandpa john she, she said, was like I'm well grandma. i'm grandma 
sunset. Period. Let's go. You better go off, Miss right. Julie. Exactly. So they go bowling. It's cute and fun. But basically, Grandma is the distraction so that Eric and Gabby can actually talk. Because so, so far, they yes. have not spoken to one another. Um, but still, we don't really get like the depth of it until we, get, we get to yeah. dinner. Which is probably better mm-hmm. because dinner, it, it kind of goes it kind of pop off in not a bad way, but not also a good way, but also kind, not of, a a, great kind way. of a good way, but also at the closer, end of the day in you know? a good way. Yes. Um, so it was one of those, she had been saying all episode. I really hope that the risk is worth the reward. Right. And I feel like she took big risks with her vulnerability on this, um, this night portion of the date. She did. And mm-hmm. there was a pretty decent, decent was. reward. The reward being like their relationship dip deepening in a exactly. significant way. Exactly. We said bye to grandpa John and they go to dinner. No, um, this is, I got, I got a bone to pick. Okay. Because in the previews they were teasing, like she was talking with grandpa to see what his opinion about Eric was. Oh, I missed that. And she was wearing that outfit oh, from the dress. I mean, from the date where she was essentially like, so what do you think of Eric? And Grandpa John was like, well, I think he's a piece of shit. <laughs> like, I know there's more to right. that conversation. I'm sure, like, that part That's was a That's probably what but... they were going to put um, at the end, but then Meatball had to steal that, so we'll talk about that later. Um, okay. But that's probably what they were trying to put at the end, and then they were like, oh, we got to put this Interesting. after. I just want to know, like, she was talking about how important it is to figure out what her family, especially Grandpa John, yeah. think about the guy she ends up with, and then we don't we hear don't his hear opinion. Yeah. Like, she wanted to see how they interacted together, and then we never get to hear how he feels about him. Right. Ugh. It's, it reminds me of... Release the tapes. Release the tapes. It reminds me of Matt James' season when the whole teaser was <laughs> Rachel Kirkamunga. Kirkamanga. Kirkamanga talking about how she don't see color or something, and then it never aired. And then we never saw it. (laughs) I'm still waiting for the tapes. I'm still waiting for the tapes. Truly. You know what? Actually, what we need to do is we, Matt James, if you're listening and you want to send us copies of your book, feel fucking free. But also, we need to get copies of Matt's book because I really do want to read it. Um, I've heard some some pretty good things okay. actually, and you know he he co-wrote it with somebody. Okay, that's gonna be a topic um, in the Discord book club, Black Jewelry yeah, book club. Yeah, book club. Uh, but like I want to know Jules if he talks about that, babe. What else does BBC stand for? Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in my brain, I was thinking of BBL. And so I was like, BBL, I know, BBC. I felt and then it. I, went, I felt it. Mm, I've been in the summer you went, for too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving on. Dinner portion. Moving right along. Um, you know, it's nice. It's it's give, You know, it starts off pretty nice. Uh, what's his name? Eric. Talking Eric. about basically his family and how well they get along and get it's it's funny because you can tell like when somebody's story isn't lining up with yours you're trying to find a common ground so she's like do they fight a lot like he's like no yeah (laughs) you know she's like oh yeah he's like he was like and it's funny because he's like no he was like i mean they're parents so like obviously they fight sometimes it's one of those things where he's like no right she's like yeah yeah totally yeah absolutely you know and (laughs) And I thought it was cute kind of hearing Eric be so specific about his parents uh-huh. where, like, 
you know, his mom was like, I'll always fight for your father. And I was like, that's some shit my mama would say right. because she really be, she'd be down, like down is right. a down bitch. Right. And I'm like, I aspire to be that down exactly. myself. Exactly. Uh, my mom's the same way about her children. Mm-hmm. We'll be like, I will defend these kids to the day. I pass exactly. over no matter what, exactly. even if they're in the wrong. Right. I've watched my mama do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and him talking about how his dad's like the mo- like most stubborn son of a bitch you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. And his mom's the hardest working person he's ever met in his life. And how they just have a deep love for each other and how they're soulmates. And I'm like, and we just heard Gabby talking about her relationship with her mother last week. Right. So, so I'm this sure is... this sounds great to her. Yeah, so this is not... Not going to go well. So you can kind of hear her uh, getting emotional as he's in it. And her reaction probably isn't lining up for Eric yet because he doesn't know the extent of Gabby's relationship with her mom. So he's saying all these good things, but then her reaction is giving very much sadness and trying to relate, but not being able to. And then you can tell that she's in a different place mentally. Um, so she basically kind of goes into her relationship with her mother and how it's non-existent and how she never They're experienced strange. the love from a mother that she mm. that most people have and how that's really hard for her. Um, and basically, in talking about that, she has to get up and go because, as you should, you know, you did, this is your first time with this man, and now all these feelings are coming up, and you don't want to talk. I mean, like. At this point, you don't want to talk to him about it. And you also don't necessarily feel safe enough to break down in front of him at this very moment. Later, I think that she lets herself do that a little bit more. But in this moment, right. she's like, I just need to take a step away because I understand that this reaction isn't making sense to you. And I don't want to like disrespect you and your family. But also, I need to take a moment because I'm going to let you know why I need to take a moment. But for, for now, I just need to step away, collect myself, and then I'll be able to come back and share more, um, which I think was very real. And I think that was very mature and honest because, Mm -hmm. and I, and I think this, this is why I, I also hate these moments because they so often won't let us see the actual conversation that's Mm -hmm. happening. I don't trust the cut that they showed us with her back to us talking Mm -hmm. to the producer, especially because what we hear is her, talking about how she's struggling Mm -hmm. and how this is where it like really gets hard and the producer's first question is like well did he do something to trigger you which just feels like a baiting fucking question right and she doesn't she doesn't feed into it she's Mm -hmm. like no i don't know I, i can't i just i can't explain what it's like to not have like or to have a mom that doesn't love you yeah and that is something that one, I would love to have seen her say just yeah. for the integrity of her. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But also is so heavy. Yeah. Like, let me connect you. Like, you know what? Do we need to take a second? Do you want yeah. me to pull the, the, the in-house psychiatrist we have with us real quick so that mm-hmm. you guys can talk through some stuff? Because that's not something someone can just say casually. Right. Exactly. That's a lot of emotional trauma. Um, and mental exhaustion on the body of somebody who's just been filming all day long mm-hmm. in the first place. Right. And it, it felt like 
that moment itself was being utilized as a sort of trauma porn because it's not like we know whether or not she's saying any of this in real time, Mm -hmm. if they're splicing it over whatever she really was saying, Mm -hmm. if they're showing that clip so out of context that we don't know what's really going on and they use it um, as a means to start playing a whole bunch of audio in the background talking about am I too broken for anyone to love? What if Eric decides I'm too broken for him? Um reducing this painful relationship that she has with her mother or lack thereof uh-huh. with her mother that she's still trying to work through and process to a dude to like to Eric. Yeah. And I, I think that like that blew for me. I did not like seeing it made me uncomfortable because I have, obviously I have my own issues with my mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it was one of those things where I was like, I just wish there was somebody that could handle her with care. Yeah. I wish there was somebody who could take her into another room and like just sound bath her for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, also can a PA go over there and tell Eric that th- what's going right, on? Exactly. Can someone bring him a warming jacket? Right. Like give him some water, a snack, something. Mm-hmm. Y'all just got him sitting over there in the cold. This clearly takes some time. Cause we see Rachel go sit down with a glass of wine right. on the couch with somebody else who I hope is actually the in-house psychiatrist. Um, yeah. And yes, yeah, sorry, That's my great. bad. Um, names be naming. Names be naming yeah. um, and then she says, she starts, you know, unlocking those fears of her brokenness and the trauma of not having a relationship with her mother and having um, a fear of being seen as too messy mm-hmm. or too much for somebody, mm-hmm. which, same. Mm-hmm. I have that. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. I've been working through it. Mm-hmm. I've only been aware of that trauma for like, give or take, maybe the last decade. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. even the last decade. Maybe like six or seven years since right. college. Since mm-hmm. I was a sophomore or junior in college, when right. I had a teacher say that I was too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After growing up with parents who were like, "You have to, you have to play small. You cannot let people see what you're going through. Mm-hmm. You cannot, like." You cannot show your full self because it's not safe. Like that Mm -hmm. made me feel like Gabby was being put in a very unsafe situation because there's no one there that can, you know, quell those fears because she's so early on in this relationship with Eric and doesn't feel safe yet to talk through it with Mm -hmm. him until she ends up going back. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, She ends up, you know, going back to him and kind of letting him in on, everything that she's been going through and it's it is he actually is a, I hate to use you know a, a musical theater term but he, he ends up being a soft place to land for Gabby like actually literally because he ends up, <laughs> he ends up on his lap um that was good that was good really bro he is, you know she's able to really yeah just be vulnerable with him in that moment and he's very responsive and supportive um and then it ends up actually being a very sweet and cute moment as she you know kind of climbs over she actually kind of climbs over and i think is like trying to give him a kiss but he's like no like i'm just gonna hold you because i think that's what you need and he just holds her yeah, and he holds her yeah and, it's, and that's what i thought was funny because i was just like did he cur-? and i was like oh no he's just like i'm going to embrace you and i like yeah, that i like that too yeah and embrace is sometimes an embrace is more intimate than right. kissing I exactly think. exactly yeah, um, it definitely can be mm-hmm. 
And I thought it was cool when she was like, let's get you inside so you can get warm. He was mm-hmm. like, please, thank God, Jesus, please right. help me. It's so <laughs> right. cold out here. Um, yeah. And they go inside and he's like, you know, I promise that I will open myself up to you as much as I can and as, mm-hmm. as, a, as much as you want me to. Um, which I thought was really cool, him saying that he wanted to be open and honest. And he was like, whatever you want out of me, I'm going to do my best to provide that mm-hmm. so that you feel safe enough to continue opening yourself up to me because I know it's hard. Yeah. And I was like, um, Eric with the mullet, you better. Right. Yes. Go mullet. off. Okay. Shit. Um, so, um, so, of course, he Which gets is so helpful to hear. Right. Yeah, he has he to. He has to. So, we're two for two on one-on-ones this week, which is a change from last week. Yeah. Um, but basically, we do a switch of gears um, from that heavy mm-hmm. emotional, but I won't say necessary moment, because like, you'd never want to see someone going through their trauma on national television. But um, we go through that, that moment, um, and then we swap to very lighthearted, fun moment with Franco, photo shoot, bridal moment that we always get with a little yep. twist of different plot lines and subplots well yeah because this time they like the girls introduce it as the classic bachelor photo shoot day oh (laughs) that's funny they caught like they caught that shit out and i was just like i was like okay producers i know that you listening to i know that you're listening to all of us now (laughs) all of the bachelor podcasts have really changed the game for you exactly hmm we know you're here. Right. We know you're, you're here. Hi, PA, whoever's been instructed to listen to our episode this week. Right. You're welcome. Um, so we get all the guys in their outfits. We got some Daisy Dukes, car wash moments, giving once again legs, hips, and body. Um, Hoochie daddy shorts, Hoochie daddy baby. Shorts. Now, somebody tell Mario. Yes. Them thighs, them yams, them gams. Yeah. I. The structure, yeah. the structure of them, they are artfully like and masterfully crafted. Yeah. I was yeah. so impressed. I was like, bruh. And not even on some, like, sexualizing their bodies yeah, no. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That was just a good-ass thought. Yeah. No, he, trust me, we used to work out at the same gym. He don't be skipping leg days at all. Okay. Um, Better work. So yeah, it was, it was giving thighs. It was giving yams. Um, we got, like... A baby being birthed by Avon, who the baby is meatball, which was very uncomfortable for me. Rachel came and lifted up Avon's gown, and I went, "Whoa, whoa!" (laughs) Like, whoa! I was like, "I don't want. I don't need to see no gooch." I don't. Um, Hold on. So, and you know, we get like pilot. Quincy got his booty boot butt cheeks out. Quincy got his butt cheeks out. We got pot. We got like Ethan dressed as a child. child. Ethan and. Who I did not learn this man's name until the end of the episode, Michael, who is the other black man. Who he from that? He's from Long Beach. Oh, okay, yeah, him. He's the dude who like filmed himself in the like finding out who the bachelorette is. He's oh. the one who was like, "Wow, two bachelorettes? Oh. How's that gonna work?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's Michael. I, that's so I love funny. him. Because I know he's not gonna last much no. longer, but I love him. <laughs> that's funny. I think. Because remember, I watched that the first episode at the watch party, so I missed like the first 
Right. Punishment. So I probably so that's probably right. why I was like, who is this man? Um, he him, also has not gotten any screen him time. And so Kurt. I'm like, who is that? Who is Kurt? No neck Kurt. <laughs> right. Yes. I'm like, who is these men? Um, it wasn't until the rose ceremony where I was like, who? Um, but yeah, we got lots of interesting photo shoot moments, and then we have the either uh, the sentimental ones of the proposals, which of course Tino gets and Nate gets. You know, giving and top, Logan and Ty- Tyler top gets his with vibes. Gabby. Oh, Tyler gets yes, his yes. Okay, interesting. Which was interesting because we know that Tyler's not, not there for Gabby. Gabby. We figured that out in the season preview. Yeah. Uh, so it's giving off fun and games until it's not. And the evening portion of the state transitions. Oh, God. To that shit was rough. SoFi Stadium. And it's really terrible to watch. Um, so basically, mm-hmm. this is where everything starts to go downhill and where all the guys decide, oh, well, now it's time to start making some decisions, and my decision is not Gabby, which I will say, one of the things that I noticed that I don't like, and I'm sure that you've noticed this too, is that especially with this season, because there's two Bachelorettes, they can't both be having the same story at the same time. It always has to be either no, or. It always precisely. has to be Rachel's, Rachel's exceeding and succeeding and having a great time. Gabby's having a terrible time. Gabby's having a great, amazing yes. time, feeling loved, feeling supported. Rachel's having a terrible time. Let's pity that. Like it, it can never truly be women supporting women or or whatever we want to call it because we're always having to show like there can never we can't always. It has to be one or the other. We can't all win. Yeah, we can't yes. all win. It has to you be have one to or the pick. Other. You have to choose. It's that whole. It's the same thing we were talking about in the first episode. They have to mm-hmm. constantly be pitted against each other, mm-hmm. where somebody else's happiness has to be at the expense of another. Right. So that really starts to unfold in this portion of the date because it basically starts out with you know Rachel having a great time. Rachel is an Avon or throwing the football around. Which when I typed Avon yep. into my notes, my phone corrected it to Sven, so he will now be known as Sven. <laughs> Um, Sven. Sven. Um, Somebody start playing Frozen right, right now. Exactly. Um, and you know, also, um, how how often do you be talking I about don't. Frozen for I that don't. to be? That's why I was confused. Autocorrected in your phone. That's why I was confused. I was like, why did that say Sven? I have never once yeah. typed Sven in my whole life on my phone. <laughs> um, yeah. No, that's fair. But yeah, Avon. Um, yeah. Tino, you know, we see all Gabby's guys. I mean, Jordan Rachel's H guys. even gets a nice moment. Yeah. And we know Jordan H is going to last for, isn't going right. to last forever, but he gets a really beautiful mm-hmm. moment. And honestly, Jordan H and his kiss with Rachel, that was one of the best kisses I had seen this oh, season. I was like, okay. I was like, okay, white man, you better know what to do okay. with your lips or a lack thereof. Speaking boy. of that, not of lips, but I will say that even Sven catching the football with one hand also did something to me. I was like, well, I liked that. Period. I liked okay, that a lot. Like, mm-hmm. Ain't nothing but chicken wing. All right. And him it. saying like, uh, I hope my, my pants don't rip. Cause they a little tight. I was like, Ooh, rip I bet it. they are. Right. What's that? Uh, from, <laughs> rip. from, Medea, from, Not Medea. Us. <laughs> nah. rip it. Rip it. Rip it. 
Rip it. Rip it. Rip it. Rip it. Rip it. <laughs> <laughs> Not Our followers are like, what are you saying? Anyways. What? What's happening? Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Medea? You'll see. That's the only one that's really good. Sorry. That's true. But like, yeah, that's got me thinking of the the fact that... Um, Except yeah, now Kimberly just, Elise is problematic too, so I take it back. She is indeed R.I.P. Kimberly yeah. Kimberly Elise because we show don't claim you no. no more. But the movie is good. The movie is Diary so of a Mad Black Woman, yes. y'all. It's it's a good one. It's one of Tyler Perry's greats, mm-hmm. and he only has a few. So <laughs> they were also talking about that on Daily Pop today. It was a good episode. Y'all go watch it. Lonnie, we still here. <laughs> Justin. Um. <laughs> and so it's pretty fun to kind of see like. Rachel, after having a rough episode last episode, mm-hmm. is actually having a good time. Yeah. All of the guys are obsessed with her, and mm-hmm. she's obsessed with being obsessed with. Yeah. Which is something that kind of gets me about Rachel is, like, she her mood is dependent on how she's being received sure. and whether or not <clears throat> she's being, like, kind of coddled over, mm-hmm. at least in the edit so far. Mm-hmm. And it's been so consistent in the edit that I've been like, why are they editing her like this? Yeah. To the point where I'm like, I can't even tell if it's an edit anymore. Right. Yeah. Which is, um, which grinds my gears because I don't, I think she's a really sweet person. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's been getting the majority of the screen time, right. which is interesting because she has not been getting a majority of followers, of the followers. Mm-hmm. Like, I see. Gabby's the one who seems to be resonating the most with the audience, sure. even though Rachel's the one who's getting the most screen time. Interesting. Um, but once again, Rachel's having a great night, and I was watching this, and you know, we get Rachel in her ITM saying, "I hope Gabby is doing well mm-hmm. because I'm having such a great night." And I was and like, "And so now they're gonna cut to Gabby's right, fucking a terrible demise. time." Um, Jesus, Tyler's the first one to basically say, "Listen, you cute and all, but you're not the one." Um, and it's just one after the other, Tyler. And he seemed like he was the only one that was decent about exactly. it. Exactly. This is true. This is, I will say that. Because she was like, you should, she was like, have you, t- have you gotten the chance to tell her? Like, you should tell her this. He was like, no, I, you know, I didn't get to t- a chance to talk to her, but, right. you know, I, I do want to let her know. I just, you're such a genuine person and right. I want it to like, you know, be accountable for, yeah. for how I'm engaging in this space with you and let you know that I have too much respect for you to to lead you right. on like that. Did it respectfully? Didn't condemn her character? Um, yeah. Didn't say that there's something wrong with her. Right. Just that he was interested in Rachel. Exactly. Exactly. The proper way to do that. And these other men's Hayden, aka Grocery Store Joe, two point. He comes oh. in and says, I want to offer my insight on my intentions. Hmm. He really, what did I write down? Um, he gives Grocery me. Grocery Store Joe 2.0. Grocery That's Store funny. Joe 2.0. <laughs> but also I want to say like, not even 2.0. Because like the second one's supposed to be better. And he's giving worse. Like, so it's like yeah, Grocery Store and Joe, it's like, like 0.5. Grocery Store Joe already is like vaguely great value. Maybe even sure. Private Selection, the right. Kroger brand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Hayden is Dollar General. Dollar General. He gives me frat bro, frat bro vibes, and I'm and not, not even a good frat. It. He's in Delta Chi. Exactly. He's Delta Chi that for guy sure. On TikTok, you know that guy on TikTok who be making fun of them frat boys. He probably is a frat boy himself, but he makes the TikToks about frat boys. That's Hayden. 
Um, yeah. And I think that later on in the season, um, when they tease something about like someone saying that they don't trust these bitches or whatever, I think that that's Hayden who says that. I agree with it's you. The frat bro it's a part vibes. of my conspiracy. It's, it's the part of my conspiracy vibes. theory. Yes. We don't yes. like him. Get yes. him out of there. He puts yes. on that cute little smile and thinks he's good. And like, no, sir, mm-hmm. you are disgusting. And he's from Florida. We keep forgetting that this exactly. bitch is from Florida. Exactly. No. Red flag number Uno. Exactly. So. Of oh course, no, Uno. Of course, Hayden is mad disrespectful when talking to Gabby and basically tells her that she is bubbly and goofy but rough around the Don't edges. call me goofy. Don't right. call me goofy. I feel like that's mad disrespectful. Exactly. When someone calls you goofy, it's almost never a compliment. Right. Right. I've spent most of my life being called goofy. Mhm. Um and it's one of those like adjectives people use to kind of reduce you down. Yeah. To be like, you can't be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. You're not worth my time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's basically just makes her feel small. And rough around the edges. Yeah. Excuse me. Oh, and he also says, uh, basically, Rachel aligns more with my morals. Um, have you, are you disgusting. talked to Have you talked to Gabby about her morals? Have you talked to I want to know about, about your morals. Or is Rachel what are a they? white blonde girl who you feel mm. like is safe and who you could take mm. home to mommy and daddy? Is that what it is? I also feel like there's probably a conversation in there about how conservative that nigga exactly. is. Exactly. Oh, a thousand percent. Mm. A thousand percent. Who did you vote for? Hmm? Tell us, Hayden. Hayden? Let us know who you voted for this past election. I'd be intrigued to know. Right. Same. Oh, I don't like him. We don't like him. Oh, he made me itch. And he made me itch on night one. And I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt because I thought I was being rude. Hmm. Because he was the one who did the headphone thing. And I was like, "Mm, there's something off about him not letting the other or trying to not let the other girl hear what he's saying to that girl. But I was like, but it's obvious that they can both hear him. So right. maybe it's all right. And they seem to like that they were being individualized. So, like, let me rock with what they like. I'm not trying to yuck nobody's yum. But I should have trusted my gut. My gut said he was a nasty, skank-ass whore. Right. And I was correct. Yeah. So far. Yeah, we're not. Ugh, I'm already annoyed. We don't like Yeah, Hayden. we're waiting for him to go. But then Tarzan comes up. Um, and he says... I don't know that man's real name, Tarzan. Um, and he also Jacob. says, James. Um, he also said, <laughs> it's ja- Jacob. Okay, Jacob. Um, <laughs> he said, um, he also told Gabby that he wasn't here for her and then said that if she was the only one here, he would leave. He said, it's not worth it for him to stay. I could not believe that man said that. I was like, I was like, did someone tell him to go say that? There's no way. And then he proceeded There's to follow no way. up, thought this would make it better by saying, but you're smoking, sir. No. Don't talk to me no more. Right. And then did a cheers and was like, let's see if we can go have some fun in there, huh? Right. Huh? No. No. I hope that Gabby had some good conversations that night that we just didn't see. I hope that mm-hmm. she did, but of course... Because there, there are 21 dudes there yeah, that night, so I'm like, so many, please, so at dudes. least one. Right. Um, but as we know, she doesn't... She goes... Well, we get to the roses, 
Rachel is so excited to give out her rose. And she, she is beaming, beaming, boy. And the guys are like, where's Gabby? And right. Rachel's like, like, I don't, I don't know. know. Where girl is. Right. Where's she at? Um, of course, Rachel gives her rose to Sven. Um, Avon, Sven. And he's all giddy, happy. And Gabby's like, well, that's. And I think he earned that rose. I think he for did sure. too. Like, I think he did too. For that was sure. who deserved the rose. I, I don't agree. care what any other dude in that room thinks they deserved. It was that was Avon's rose. That was Avon's rose. Uh, Gabby said, I, "Well, tonight sucked. I had zero fun, and I will not be giving out of a rose. Out a rose." Full stop. And Rachel was shocked. <laughs> Rachel was Did you shocked. see Rachel's yes. face? She's like, she was like, she was smi- she's, she's one out. of those people who smiles when she's uncomfortable. Right. She's one of those people that yeah. does that, like, what? yeah, starts giggling. Are like, you serious? Oh, no. Like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going okay. on? She, you um, see her looking to producers trying to figure <laughs> out, like, wait, was she supposed to do this? Right. She didn't warn me she was going to do this. Right. What's happening? What's happening? And then Gabby said, <sighs> okay, we can go. <laughs> she said, She was done. like, yeah, I think we can say goodbye now. Yeah. She said, that's the end. I was like, yes. Right. Gabby is that bitch. She is. Like, bro. Yeah. We, uh. we, so, of course, they go to leave. And Rachel's like, what's going on? What's like, going what on? Yeah. And then she got to relive all that and tell her all these horrible things that these, I don't even want to call them men, like these... Roaches. Um, right. Ooh, roaches. That's better. That's better. <laughs> that these roaches the said roaches. to her. And Rachel's, you know, getting upset, all this stuff. And then I will say we fast forward and she still does give one of them a rose. So it's giving, are you really in solidarity with me or not? Or not. But anyways, um, so Rachel's kind of like ready to buck up. She's like, oh, well, do we need to say something? Do we need-? And Gabby's like. I got this. We don't. Like, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm, I'm done with it. I'm over. I'm not about to be out here teaching these boys how to act. Right. She's like, I I'm don't... not teaching these boys how to be men. No. Exactly. I don't have to fight for anybody's affection. Like, I know who I am. To the be right a decent men, human being. Right. The right yes. men will come to me. I'm not pressed over these men, even though obviously she was upset. But yeah. And then, I mean, that's kind of the fullness of the episode before the rose ceremony you know it is Mm -hmm. because even when the guys are like yo what happened and Mm -hmm. the guys are asking them to kind of recount their conversations and stuff i mean we start getting that percolation of like well i just told gabby that like i really like rachel Mm -hmm. and it's like okay but you're not talking about you're not naming how you said it right you're not naming how you said it and i think it comes up again Mm -hmm, be bold (laughs) you want to jump then jump right and so it really kind of leads us directly into the conversation they're having ahead of the oh, rose ceremony mm-hmm. where, right. you know, Gabby is calling it the self-preservation the guys have mm-hmm. with taking advantage of the fact that they can kind of pick and choose right. based on the menu of options they have between Rachel and Gabby. And it makes the girls almost like play things for them. Right. Right. They get to reject who they, whoever they want because they have another option. They have a fallback. Exactly. Um, 
And Rachel was like, you know what? Fuck what they think. I know that they deserve to also have a choice in who they get to be with, but this is getting too messy for me, and I don't want it to end in a disaster. Right. And I'm like, you know what? If we're going to keep pressing forward with this monog- mon- monogamous, uh, like, forward thinking of how relationships are supposed to move, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Y'all do need to be in control of y'all journey. And if it's time for dudes to figure out what the fuck they want, then go ahead. Right. Make Give them the choice. Like, make it very very hard for them to be in the mid playing the middle you know yeah um that way whenever drama does come up once someone's chosen a side and inevitably is like wait no i think i'm wrong i want to switch back to uh, this other side Mm -hmm. they will have already at least been able to make a choice in who um they bring along for that journey Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so um my big question is because we go back to the house where the guys are kind of like oh, like, I still haven't decided. I'm going to use tonight to kind of figure out who I like the most. Including Meatball, who keeps saying it, uh, that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering who's going to get caught in the crossfire of the men around them stroking their egos with their interest in whoever they are most sexually attracted to. Hmm. Because I know it's going to be somebody. Right. Um... So obviously we get into that cocktail party before the rose ceremony and Jesse Palmer comes in. That suit was ill-fitted as fuck, but mm. I really liked the color I of it. I the suit notice, was yeah. It was too big on him. Mm. I was like, "Did you come did you come in late today? Yeah, did they happened? send over the wrong option? What happened?" Either way, it was a brown suit. I liked the color, hated the fit. And he says the cocktail party is canceled Cancel. and that they're going straight to the rose ceremony. Quincy throws that drink back so fucking fast. <laughs> um, and Jesse Palmer's like, you know, the process isn't working for them. And we're going to essentially just do the bachelorette times two. Mm-hmm. Rachel going to have some roses. Gabby going to have some roses. Yeah. Um, Cause this whole going with the flow and seeing whose vibe uh, yeah. is best with another, it's not it's working. Not working. It's mm-hmm. over. That journey has come to an it end. Has. The girls aren't giving up, but we're changing the format on you hoes. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, whoever gets the rose, that's who you with. Period, yeah. ho. Yeah. That's so. the end. Um, so they kind of feel like in this way, they're taking the power back. Um, mm-hmm. Does that actually happen? Not really. It kind of backfires on them. Um, but... We basically get... But Go ahead. I got a question. Hmm. I'm trying to figure out if I should ask this question after we go through the rose ceremony or if I'm supposed to ask it before. Because I clocked something. You know I'd be watching this show too hard. Mm-hmm. But I counted the number of roses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that on... I think, was it Bachelor Data? She was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't... So I, so I didn't see... I don't know what Bachelor Data, Data mm-hmm. posted... But essentially, there was an uneven amount of roses. There was, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which, and then accounting for who already had a rose, mm-hmm. right? Gabby already had someone that had a rose. And um, Rachel already had two people that had roses. Mm-hmm. And I know that they were, you know, kind of talking about, oh, like Rachel said, I'm so finally, ex- I'm, a- I'm excited to finally be on my own journey. Yeah. But, you know, man, this this must be so hard for Gabby because getting turned down so mm-hmm. much sucks. And I don't really know what that right. feels like. They always be setting um, us up. And I, mm-hmm. I don't want her to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want her to go through that again. And I was like, this feels like they're setting something yeah, up. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, especially with that uneven amount of roses mm-hmm. because Gabby had enough mm-hmm. for to essentially use her egg mm-hmm. to get her to her top nine. Yeah. Um, but Rachel did did not. She had a different number of roses. Yeah. And I was like, um, this mathematically doesn't work out unless certain a certain amount of people are told, turn down Rachel's rose. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, you'll be fine. Gabby's going to give you a rose. Yeah. And then they find out, obviously, like, and now I'm going to take that rose away from you, which I thought in real time was brutal until I realized the number of roses was uneven. Right. The number of roses was uneven. And I honestly don't think that it was... I think that produ- producers had to know who was giving roses to who, but I don't think that mm-hmm. producers told them to turn it down. I think that these men okay. really thought that they were going to get a rose from Gabby. Um, Interesting. And that, that's okay. why they turned it down. I don't think that producers told them. I think that they were like, oh, no, like my connection with Gabby is solid. And then they out here looking stupid because they didn't end up <laughs> getting a rose. So then my question ends up being like. So producers really how- tricked Rachel and not the guys like they okay. like they were like oh yeah here's all your roses for all your guys probably knowing that these guys weren't going to accept them for Rachel which is why they were able to give her more roses because they knew that they were going to have to take them away anyways because so and so and so and so were not going to accept them so really they played Rachel right because they're only a lot okay gotcha yeah. but this is my thing right <clears throat> even <throat> after she gives out all of her roses mm-hmm. she has an uneven like she doesn't have as many guys as Rachel Correct. does as Gabby and does. we know that oh sorry but then at the end we see Meatball coming back which has to be planned that has to be pre-planned though right that like at, at the very least production yes. has to be in on that yes and then production also has to influence like they have to make rachel say yes you get what yeah, i'm saying I like she can't turn him down otherwise she'll end up with a top eight not a top right. nine yeah she she can't turn him down i think that because um yeah i i think that because they knew Hmm. Now, now I'm trying to think. Because this is what I'm... Th- they have to know who's going to choose who, right? right? They have to <laughs> essentially, mm-hmm. at, le- at the very least, Rachel and Gabby have to do their little batch bracket kind of mm-hmm. moment in the back yeah. to be like, okay, like this is who I'm looking at and this is who you're looking at. Because right. I'm assuming they don't want overlap. Right, I'm assuming they don't want overlap. I'm assuming that they know who each other is going to give a rose to. Um and so and they need just the right amount of guys to turn Rachel down to her face yeah to make her freak out yeah and to make sure they end up with the right amount of guys so they can keep meatball around right Hmm. yeah it's tricky I think that yeah I think that what happened here is that they really did Yeah, they really did play Rachel. Maybe maybe what happened was maybe Rachel and Gabby spoke with producers separately 
about who they okay. were going to give roses to. It wasn't like a collaborative meeting. It was like, these are my guys. Producers gotcha. were, like, were like, bet. Rachel said, these are my guys. And it was bet. Okay, great. If there was overlap, okay. I don't know how that happened. But I just, this is what makes the most sense to me is that they, you know, hopefully there was an overlap, blah, blah, blah. And then, mm-hmm. um, so they didn't know maybe how many, each of them didn't know how many they were going to be giving out. But then they see how many roses. roses. They know how many roses they have to give out. Right. I'm t- I, I, know it's, I know it's a really aggressive conspiracy theory, but I think Rachel's in on it. Specifically because Meatball is, is going to be used next episode just as fodder for snitching before he gets sent home again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that the letting Meatball back in was probably, they probably did tell her, like, okay, you have to because otherwise you're going to have uneven numbers. Um, so that makes sense to me, but I think that in terms of the of the guys not accepting her rose, I don't think that mm-hmm. she knew that they wouldn't accept okay. it. Sure, sure, yeah. I, I, I think you're right about that, because how else is she going to be like, like that is really fucking embarrassing, and she mm-hmm. definitely looked incredibly uncomfortable in real yeah. time mm-hmm. watching that happen. So I, I do agree that I don't think she would be able to know that that many guys were going to turn her down. Uh But there's something in my spirit that I guess maybe just is cynical and doesn't trust this production Mm -hmm. that thinks those guys were told or in some way, shape or form instructed or influenced, especially Alec, someone who really did like Rachel. I I remember that Mm -hmm. um, to vie for Gabby instead. Yeah. I think, especially with the conversation about how rough Gabby's night was, mm-hmm. like something's fishy here, yeah. and like the numbers, the numbers were just too perfect mm-hmm. for her to like for Gabby to end up with the exact nine she needed, including um, Eric from mm-hmm. his the rose he got on his one on one, and for her to end up with just under the number until Meatball comes back for her yeah. not to have been aware at the very least, that she was going to be getting a guy back. Hmm. Um, I know it's a conspiracy theory, but something doesn't smell no, right. No, yeah, it definitely <laughs> is off and weird. I've st- I still feel like I stand by producers not telling the guys to take it just because of, like, whatever little inside knowledge that I've gained. Um, sure. I'm like, no, like, they was really out there looking stupid, like, thinking that they were about to get throws. Yeah. Um, and well, that's my thing. I think they definitely thought they were going to get a rose from Gabby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely did. <laughs> and then they got played like Boo Boo right. and the Fool. Right. Yeah. Um, but there's something about Rachel's edit that's been so structured and suspicious, suspicious to me. It's been very presentational that I'm yeah. like, is she in on this? Is she in on this storyline right. to some to some degree? to just continue like creating the fodder for drama especially because she's like i already feel like i don't deserve to be here at the as the bachelor in the first place Mm -hmm. and i feel like they're just trying to make a meal of that storyline which um i don't think is fair to her or or gabby um (sighs) but my bad for that segue no that's fine it was it was definitely interesting and confusing and i was counting them too so rose ceremony happens we end up like, like my said, Gabby has nine guys with roses. Mm-hmm. Rachel has eight. Um, and we said bye to 
which like I said, once Michael got a rose and Kirk got a rose, right? And I was like, who are these men? Like we do not <laughs> fair know them. Um, but yeah, I don't even. We said bye to Alec. We said bye to Termaine. We said bye to yes. Anybody else? Um, I see. I know who we we kept. I know we kept Zach, Avon, Tino, Logan. We also kept Tyler. Mm-hmm. We kept Ethan. We Hallelujah. Kept Ethan. Thank you, Jesus. Although I do think I have, I, I think I have to go back on my word when I was like, maybe he'll end up being in like the final mm-hmm. five or seven. I, I don't know. I'm, okay. We kept Ethan. We kept Ethan. Period. We mm-hmm. kept Quincy. Yes. Um, Quincy's is on, is on Rachel's side, I think. No, he's on or Gabby's. Or was he on, for Gabby? He's on Gabby's. Gabby's. Yeah. Um, we also kept Michael. Mm-hmm. We kept Eric, Nate, obviously, Johnny, Spencer, mm-hmm. uh, Jason, my boy. I really like Jason. I do. I do. I know that he doesn't look impressive to nobody else. Yeah. but And I, I know it's probably just because I You have that know. personal connection. Yeah. yeah. But I, I do think I like Jason. Um, Kirk, who ain't got no neck. Yeah. Do people who be playing football, they just lose their necks? Like, where where they go? Must be. Um, Jordan H and Hayden mm-hmm. and obviously we have that moment where the girls go off <laughs> and you know I thought this was interesting and I wanted to ask you about it mm-hmm. where before they give out their last roses mm-hmm. um, Rachel's like you know I just feel so bad and so rejected mm-hmm. and she's like this is exact Gabby says I this is exactly how I felt yeah. last night mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, but yours was private. Mine is public, right. and it's so much more embarrassing. And I was like, Girl, oh. What? Mine was still on no, national ma'am. television, so. It's like, yeah, that felt like a big fuck you, yeah. and I did not like that energy. Right. I did not like that. Yeah, no, I not um, either. And Rachel says this was supposed to be us taking our power back, and we literally handed it right back to them. Now I look stupid to everyone who has my rose, and I was like, so is this about you f- giving your rose to the people that you genuinely like? Mm-hmm. Or is this about you being embarrassed and, like, getting rejected yeah. the same way Rachel has been? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is it, babe? Right. Which is it? Because, yeah, it feels very, yeah, it's very much about how am I being perceived, all these things. I don't want to look dumb instead of just focusing on your own journey and being real and handing out the roses to the people that you want to hand out the roses to. Yeah. Uh, So no, yeah, I I didn't like that. I didn't like that either. Um, But that's all, that's all the roses, right? That's it. That's That's the, all the roses. And like the episode ends pretty immediately. You know, we get our next week preview, which damn, I did not realize they, they got me. They got me. Hmm. They, they're going to, to, I guess we were technically right because we were saying we thought like maybe top nine mm-hmm. were going to Europe yeah. and that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just two top nines. Yeah. Um, but they're getting on that boat to Europe mm-hmm. next week. Yeah, they are. They definitely um, are. They definitely are. We get a lot of fun stuff. We do. We get Meatball is staying. Meatball staying. That's the little end credits where we normally get bloopers or something weird or awkward that happened. Um, we get meatball. Yeah. And he's also fully in that preview that they right. show at the end of the episode. Yeah. Before they even show that bonus yeah. scene. Yeah, so he's definitely coming back. Logan is about to flip. He's about to go Team Gabby, even though he got the rose from Rachel. Um, yeah. Which we even saw 
pieces of that from we the very saw, beginning of the episode. They tried to trick us, though. Hmm. They tried to trick us and make us think that he was switching from Gabby to Rachel, but hmm. really they just flipped the scene around. I see. Yeah, Logan's yeah. definitely going to flip. Um, like we said, Hayden's trash, and it's definitely... Oh, I can't wait for his demise. I'm bad. I'm terrible. I can't either. <laughs> I can't and I thought it was really fun. Like, I was watching the season preview, and I saw, you know, um, Rachel getting that news where he was like, you know, somebody in the house mm-hmm. said, you know, I can't trust these bitches. Yeah. And you see in the preview, it's so obviously that Meatball is the one saying mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, did he get brought back just to be like the house yeah. snitch to like keep producers on their toes right. and stuff? Mm-hmm. And also, when is Meatball going to come out with like a meatball line? Yeah, a meatball. Maybe like a bag of frozen meatballs, mm-hmm. or maybe like some T-shirts yeah. with like "I saved the day" or like "You can you can't trust these bitches." Like right. he's gotta he's gotta capitalize he on this. I'm sure he, I'm sure he's gonna get. Plenty of sponsorships from Meatball and Sauce companies. Um, probably <laughs> Grocery Store Joe's Sauce will sponsor Meatball because now that man got a sauce. Oh, a nice little collaboration. Um, You're right. Yeah. Um, we see Rachel Poole. Obviously, it's Hayden because I can tell by his bone structure and mm-hmm. his annoying ass haircut. Mm-hmm. And she says, do you know why I'm even talking to you right now? He's leaving. Mm-hmm. He's, gone. He's gone. He's getting kicked out for Goodbye. sure. Um. And then I think when I wonder if when Rachel's crying, talking about like, I'm so tired of waking up and ending every day feeling like I can't continue on this process mm. when she's like the the they couldn't even understand. They, their faces were also shocked and they couldn't even understand where I was coming from. I wonder if she was freaking out about Logan deciding to yeah. switch to Gabby. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if. Gabby ends up sending Logan home in solidarity with her, yeah. which will continue contributing contributing to this notion that like Gabby really is down and she's like there to be in solidarity with Rachel yeah. and Rachel really is not. Maybe not. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that's how it always is, isn't yeah. it? Um, at least in my friendships. Um, but anyways, just kidding. That's my trauma. <laughs> um. <laughs> Dang! Not leaving the episode with tea. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. Past, my past friendships, you know, where you just give and give and we're like, we ride or die. And then they're like, actually, it's about me. Um, I'm not even riding, baby. Right. Uh, I'm on a different highway. Anyways, so yeah, that is the episode. Um, hopefully, y'all aren't yeah. hearing my mother's microwave go off in the background as she's making her dinner. Uh, <laughs> but Hi, mom. Yeah, she's. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's that, that's episode three. I feel like, like you said, we're finally getting somewhere. This was the true episode one. We finally know who's here for who. And we can kind of go from there. And it's actually picking up some traction. We're starting to get to know some of these men's, not all of them. Finally. We probably still will not Uh know them when they leave next week. We will never meet Michael. We will never meet Michael. We will never meet Kirk. Um, and hopefully we meet Ethan, but I'm not too confident about it. I want to um, meet Ethan so bad. I liked that they showed him a couple times this episode. He yeah. seems really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, anything, any final thoughts? Uh, my only final thought is initially before I got into my conspiracy theorist uh-huh. mode, yeah. 
Jesse Palmer coming to take that rose away from oh. Rachel was so fucking cruel it was and so brutal. Cruel, I was like, yes. I was initially gagged. Yeah. So kudos to Bachelor ABC for getting me yeah. for 0.5 seconds. Because right. I was like, what do you mean? Right. She how just, you know how you play Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. and then you die and it says wasted yeah. on the screen? Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like right. should be like popping up on the screen over Rachel's poor face every single time I that know. happened. I was like, was... you hate to see it. You do. Ugh, what I got for um, embarrassing her. I'm upset. Um, but she, I, she she's all right. fine. She I, said... think she's, I think she's getting a nicer edit than. Yeah. Never mind. Let me stop being a hater. I have nothing against no, Rachel. Nothing against Rachel. <laughs> I don't think I have any final thoughts. I think, uh, yeah, I'm excited for next week. As we get to travel, we haven't traveled. Well, actually, I don't. I can't. Once again, I don't know what happened last season, so maybe they traveled. Um, but we haven't traveled in a long time, so that'll be nice to see some different locations. Um, oh yeah, and it'll be fun to see them like on a cruise ship. Right, I feel like. it will be. I hope yeah. that they really show that and lean into that. So I'm proud of us for getting under two hours today. Everyone clap. Barely. Clap for us. But yes. Um, Yay. (laughs) And that's it. So y'all, I'm sure if you listen to this whole thing, you're on our Patreon. If not, get on our Patreon um, so you can hopefully keep listening and supporting us. Um, Please also like, subscribe, leave a review, comment, rate, on Apple Podcasts because that is helpful to us as we continue on this Black Chillerette's voyage together. Uh, I think that's it. Anything else I'm forgetting? Nah, I think that's just about it, that's baby. Alright, y'all. Well, as always, we love you and thank you for listening because why we wouldn't be doing this if y'all wasn't listening. Uh, maybe we would. It's true. But maybe we would, maybe we would yeah. yeah. Just for ourselves. Um, But probably not. Um, So, yeah, we love y'all, and we will see you next week. Good night. Bye. Bye.